Welcome to Retail Done Right. I'm Christine Gonzalez-Swartz. It's beginning to look a lot like... Oh my goodness. Stop, stop, stop right now. And I'm Jeff Fisher. (laughs) A hot button of mine is that I saw Christmas in stores well before Halloween. I'm seeing Black Friday deals weeks before Black Friday. Why is it starting to look like Christmas even though it's only early December. (laughs) Early November, Jeff. Exactly. See, my goodness, I'm all out of kaputs here. I'm not even going to address that yet, except like this. It's beginning to look a lot like discounts everywhere (laughs) you go. But seriously, a hot button of mine, and of course, regular listeners know this, is sustainability and COP27 open this week. So while we are going to talk about the holiday season, we are also going to talk about sustainability because the holiday season started so early that these two things now come together. Yes. Today on Retail Done Right, it's a mad world when the holiday season starts so early. We look into the holiday season. Or the festive season, as we're calling it. Or the festive season that we're already in. Woven into the season, which is not just topical, but extremely important, we're talking sustainability. Or, I should say, the customer is telling us sustainability matters. Okay, I grant you it's a mad world when the festive season starts so early. But once one of the retailers starts All of them have to go now because while consumers are saying they are far less influenced by the pandemic this year, they are focused deeply on making smart choices in the path of high inflation and they want to make sustainable choices, smart, sustainable choices too. So retailers are realizing if it's a fixed and perhaps smallish pie that everybody's going after, those who get their pieces early at least get a piece. So they're getting their sales on early, even with a discount. Do we have Amazon to blame here? Oh, really? (laughs) I know, I know enough about Amazon. But just one comment. They did introduce a second Prime Day or days on October 11th and 12th. Technically, it wasn't a second Prime Day. Officially, it was called Prime Early Access Sale. We have Amazon to blame. Yes, true. Yes, true. But it's not all Amazon's fault. This is bigger. Yes, bigger than Amazon or even Walmart. Yes. This is driven by continued supply chain issues, inventory issues driven by inflation, and inflation and its impact to spending. So in IBM's 2022 holiday shopping report, holiday spending growth is forecast to be half of what it was last year, coming in at about 7.5%, a number nearly or perhaps entirely negated by inflation, depending upon whose yardstick you want to use. That's probably why economic concerns are top of mind for everybody this holiday season, including retail executives, even though some of them are really making bank. Here are the stats on the consumer side. While 59% of individuals say they will be less concerned about COVID, Two and three say they will be more concerned about the economy. 59% are worrying more about supply chain disruptions that could make holiday shopping harder and more expensive. 
So I feel we've sung this refrain nearly as much as I've sung Jingle Bells. Yes, I think you're right. The IBM study confirms exactly what you've observed, Jeff. Overall, holiday shopping is starting earlier this year with 58% of consumers planning to begin buying before November 1st. Wow. This is up from 44% last year, demonstrating a massive shift away from traditional Black Friday as the start of the shopping season. So basically, we're going from a black cat to a black Friday. (laughs) Exactly. Retailers are making changes to these macroeconomic challenges. How about the ongoing impact of Apple's privacy-driven changes to iOS 14 and iOS 15? I'm talking the impacts to targeted ads here. Yeah, you know, you don't seem to think that they should be part of this process, but it's about reach. So yeah, absolutely, keep going. Absolutely, new customer acquisition. I'm not talking the severe impact to their earnings, let alone the stock price of Meta, Google, Snap, and others. But this is particularly true for D2C and e-commerce brands. Modern Retail wrote about this with great insights recently. Here's the money quote. If brands are struggling with paid or specifically Facebook through Q3 and now the start of Q4, they're either going to have to be a lot more promotional as we enter the holiday period, or they're going to have to readjust their selling expectations. That's by Alex Griefeld, an e-commerce growth advisor and founder of the newsletter, No Best Practices. Anna Hensel, who wrote the Modern Retail article, summarizes the impact. We are likely to see less or fewer targeted ads. We're not going to see less ads. Let me just be clear here. More collaborations with influencers, more original content, more inclusion in gift guides, more exploration by these brands. But just to call this out, I get the value and the importance and reach of influencers, especially on the acquisition side of the coin. But you don't get that data. You need to convert to capture that customer and make them your own. And don't forget about the relevant and meaningful conversations with your own customer base. Personalized, ideally hyper-personalized, building a community, developing a two-way conversation with your customer. This gets you to more social shopping too, which I think is definitely part of the conversation. I find myself being more willing to click through on Instagram than I've ever been before. But I want to go back to a second to what's happening in store, and that's on the ongoing staffing issues. So lingering effects of great resignation, quiet quitting, or whatever we want to call it this week, and the simple fact that retail and hospitality continue to experience high turnover. Technically not new, but what retailers are doing in response is in fact new. A couple of examples, Wawa self-checkouts. I'm not sure this is going as well as they had planned for them. I don't find people using them as much as you see, for instance, in other convenience stores where they might be better established. I'm not sure if this is a setup issue or if this is a use issue. I don't have any problem with that. But recently I was in Michael's and Michael's introduced self-checkout. I was not just surprised to see this. It was just also way better than I thought it was going to be. Very elegant, very nice looking units, very well done. Still some difficulties, especially around loyalty integration and programs and points. 
but I expect that those will ease. How did the discounting go? They're a very promotionally driven business. So getting your discount is important. Yeah, that was the part that didn't work. Oh, ugh. It was disappointing. But I've really got to say it was much better than the awful, and I mean awful, experience I had at a self-checkout in Walmart. The machine mistook my wallet, which was in my hand to get my credit card out as an item and locked my entire transaction. Oh, yes. They track the motion of the hand in the product or pseudo product like a wallet. The agent came over after three minutes of the machine going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's looking at me like I stole something. And she had to go watch the video. So she literally rewound the video to see that it was my wallet in my hand. No kidding. 8.30, Saturday morning, then reset it and walked away. No aspect of service, no apology, no thanks for giving us a moment. Nothing. Nothing. Ouch. I get to simply state here that in season two, episode three, fixing the broken checkout experience, where we said there would be some reinvention here, it's good to see that it's happening. Clearly, there is more work to be done here. You don't want staff at the register at this time of the year in particular, based on what type of retail store you're at. Often, they need to be taking care of customers, interacting with the customers, and filling the shelves. There are good things happening here from the self-checkout via terminals to self-checkout via apps to self-checkout via smart cards. Some smart cards are better than others, for sure. To just walk out to a continued breaking of the barriers between the sales team and the customer and making this more personal. Frictionless, empowering the customer where it's relevant. Different retailers need different solutions. This isn't a one-size-fit-all, Christine. What this should be, though, is tailoring the checkout process to the needs of your customer. It's about the customer. And speaking of the customer, IBM's report lines up four segments to better understand the buying behavior of different individuals and what influences their holiday purchasing decisions. We took a holistic view I'm quoting from the report. We took a holistic view of consumer household finances by analyzing changes in income, debt expenses, and contributions to savings and investments. We identified four groups of consumers with vastly different financial circumstances. So you have the insulated at 41%. On average, individuals in this group have maintained the status quo. The strained 31%. These consumers are in the most precarious position. Half are from the bottom income brackets, and they've seen declining incomes, along with the highest average increase in household expenses. The secure 18%, despite the economic downturn, these consumers' finances appear to be on the upswing. Nearly half of the individuals in this group are from the top income brackets. And the frugal 11%. This group is more financially conservative than the others. Most, 56% of that 11% of these individuals are from the bottom income brackets and have seen the highest average decline in monthly income over the past year. Truly, that helps us understand the customer channel. By tailoring offerings accordingly, brands and retailers, according to IBM, can truly provide 
the products and services consumers are willing to prioritize and pay more for. And brands can help customers enjoy the holiday season that they've been hoping for for all of this long pandemic. Many consumers have seen challenges in the past year. It could impact their holiday plans. So we want to be able to, if humanly possible, deliver up a season that's good for everybody. And yes, absolutely, consumers are more demanding. And increasingly, and happy for me, they're more demanding around sustainability. See how I snuck that in? See how I snuck that in, Jen? I think that your dog is more demanding now, too. Oh, and I don't gosh. think that she's directly related to sustainability, but we love her. We do. We do love, <laughs> we do love little Bella Sophia. So consumers are expecting retailers to make smarter choices. They are expecting this and they are willing to pay for it. Yes, they are. And we discussed this in season two, episode eight, retail 2022 hybrid shopping and purpose-driven shoppers. This has been reiterated in a recent Wharton Business School research study and a new IBM Institute of Business Value report titled The Heat is On, Five Steps to Accelerate Sustainable Transformation. Let me share some highlights. Embrace sustainability as a business opportunity. Tap the potential of data and digital technologies. Embed sustainability within structures and processes. And activate sustainability across the organization. Yeah, and let me put a nice bow on that in keeping with the season. Five years into Walmart's Project Gigaton, the company's ambitious Scope 3 program hit 575 million metric tons avoided. Awesome. That is outrageous. And Walmart is notable here because they are doing the work. So I may have said something not very nice about them before. Let me say something even nicer here. So in addition to doing the work, Walmart is bringing this across their ecosystem and they had five suppliers team up on a renewable energy buy from a Kansas wind farm that Walmart announced last week. So the deal is part of the plan to support Project Gigaton and to do that by 2030. So it was Levi Strauss, J.M. Smucker, Great Lakes Cheese, Valvoline, and Amy's Kitchen, who executed an aggregate purchase for renewable energy. I'm very excited to hear those kinds of things. And this is a first under Walmart and Schneider Electric's Renewable Accelerator. So it takes the program, it expands it to clean energy, and it allows vendors to partner and enter into long-term contracts. Yeah, and I'm going to connect a couple dots here because the fifth point from IBM's report is really what you're talking about. Engage ecosystem partners and suppliers to meet sustainability goals. Beautiful example, Christine. And I'm going to quote, many organizations have begun to co-create with partners in service to this goal, developing new business platforms and pursuing innovation together. They work with suppliers to get greater visibility into their operations and collaborate with partners and even competitors to increase sustainability, reduce risks, and boost efficiency in each link of the supply chain. COP27 is underway. And to quote from a Seeking Alpha report as published in their Wall Street Breakfast, 
Backlash against Coca-Cola, one of the planet's biggest users of plastic, erupted as soon as the multinational announced that it would sponsor the COP27. While the company has pointed to its signing of a global treaty meant to tackle plastic waste through a holistic circular economy approach, as well as plans to collect and recycle a bottle or can for everyone it sells, By 2030, many say the policies are misleading and fall way short. Coca-Cola currently produces 120 billion single-use bottles per year, resulting in 3.3 million tons of plastic packaging. Its plastic use even rose by 8.1% between 2019 and 2021. Oh, my God. And I love Coke, but that's really, oh, ugh. Okay, you know. For plastics, it's a good news, bad news thing for retail. I think we're starting to see supply chain and distribution components really trying to pull it out, whether it's switching to hardened or or denser cardboards or paper bags, et cetera. I am hopeful that not just in all the retailers who are forcing a BYOB, which is in bring your own bag, but also in what we're starting to see in some of the chemical studies that are being done, we're being able to now break down plastic somewhat. This is going to be a decades long thing. So yeah, that Coke thing really is a little troubling. For many years and still to this day, what Coke ships is water, sugar, and plastic. And I think it's right for consumers to question that. On the plastic side in particular, I want nothing more than to see the petrochemical business have to find something else to do other than raise their rates to deliver the most profitable years they've had in decades on the backs of suffering and long-suffering consumers. Okay, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to breathe. I might be lacking a bit of holiday joy there, however. When families are suffering and oil execs are seeing windfall profits, Santa better be bringing them a whole lot of coal and no matches. (laughs) There's a lot going on this holiday season, Christine. We're going to keep tracking this. There's going to be more to come. Christine, it's that time. Time to reveal our hero or change maker. My selection. Rothy's. I'm just going to go with Rothy's, the brand. I purchased my first pair. I'm impressed. I've seen their ads, their Instagram, went to their website. There's a new store close to me. I had to check it out. I purchased in the store. Excellent experience. So good that I ended up having the shoes sent to my home because they didn't have my size, but the the salesperson was really wonderful, simple, engaging. I just wore them on a business trip, just amazingly comfortable, really good style. Got a couple compliments, believe it or not, which is always a nice way to seal the deal. I love their 3D knitting technology the breathability, the recycle and sustainability aspect. I love the way that they're approaching their business. That's my selection. Yep. I have three pairs of Rothy's and I think it's a great choice. They are made from recycled plastic and their shoes rock. So if you haven't seen them, definitely go check them out. My choice is Target. Love that. Target really has not had the best year, but 
that does not mean that even in the middle of this, that they are walking away from their commitment to sustainability and Target Zero is their new initiative. And with consumer brands like Burt's Bees plus Pacifica and others signing on, this communicates to consumers through products and packaging that are designed to be refillable, reusable, compostable, and either made from high levels of recycled content or materials that reduce the use of plastic. This is where it's going. Target is also bringing Grove Company into the store, Grove long-term sustainability brand, and their owned brand, Everspring, is going to be focusing on more of these types of items that fall into Target Zero categories. Signage, and it'll be across beauty and personal care, and especially household essentials, where so much can be done. I think that this is a great way for them to be able to do it. Their target date is 2030, but yay, go Target! By 2025, the brand hopes to achieve 100% recyclable, compostable, or reusable materials in its own brand plastic packaging. Great initiative. It really does make me happy. And to the point you raised earlier, they are also following up with actions with CVS and Walmart to reinvent the retail plastic bag. So I think that's fabulous. Great choice. You know what else is great and exciting We have a very special guest coming up. I can't wait. I know. He is a leading retail industry futurist, thought leader, and business influencer. And best-selling author. Please stay tuned. How's that for a teaser, Christine? I think you nailed it. (laughs) This is Retail Done Right. Thank you for the privilege of your time. Retail Done Right is produced by your hosts. Christine Gonzalez-Wertz and me, Jeff Fisher. Michael Cook via Upwork is our brilliant sound editor and engineer. And J.D. Searswad composed our theme music. Please subscribe via your favorite podcast platform and share your comments. We value them. This is the best way for us to hear directly from you so we can improve and it helps grow our audience. Thank you, everybody. Hey, Jeff. Can we have like a festive beverage and then go shopping? Oh, absolutely. That's going to result in more shopping bags. I know, I know. (laughs) Paper shopping bags. And I have these beautiful recycled cups we can bring. Bye, everyone.